to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City, including Twitch. So subscribe, comment, share, and like. And we got the Joseph Aguirre, which you can follow him at Twitter at the Podcaster Joe. Yesterday we had our mock draft, our fourth annual NFL first round mock draft. It is on our page. Ted, how do we do? Do we do pretty good this year or no? Not Did really? anybody have Trey Lance at three? Uh, McShay did. McShay had the I, first set picks. Todd McShay. I had Joe, him going four to Atlanta. Joe, I had I him going four to Atlanta. I had him going three in my brain. I said to Trevor, here's what I said to Trevor when we did the mock draft, and I wanted everyone to understand what we were doing when we were doing this. I said, our picks are based on what we think the teams are going to do, not what I or Trevor would do if they were GMs. I said, if I was the GM of San Francisco, I would take Trey Lance because I look at the future and I see the potential and I say that could be a Herbert Mahomes electrifying player five years down the road because he has the skill. He just needs needs time and maturity. Mm-hmm. But I understood the Mac Jones philosophy of, hey, he could start and win now because mindset from neck above, he seemed to be smart. He seemed to be precise. He seemed to be accurate, similar to what the Shanahan's had dealt with, with quarterbacks going back to Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins. Actually, they also had Robert Griffin the third too, when he was in Washington. But that's where the, the draft really got interested in, and it made a lot of sense afterwards when they did make the pick. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's how we're going to start it, I guess, then. You brought it right into our starting point, Ted. I appreciate that because we were thinking, what? how should we start this show? There's a lot that happened last night. It was the first time we saw fans back at the NFL draft since the pandemic. It was great to see that. Roger Goodell, the crowd, the booing, everything just felt right last night. It felt good to see fans back every time we see fans back in in any sporting event or in in general concerts it's a good feeling that we're moving in the right direction and that was one of the main questions we knew what one and two was going to be it was the obvious it was going to be lawrence and it was going to be wilson well that happened the most intriguing pick i we should even bring up why the big news before couple hours before the draft, it wasn't even any players in the draft. It was a man named Aaron Rodgers who wants out, which we'll talk about briefly in a little while. But San Fran, this is where was the most interesting pick of maybe the past couple years, I would say, because of the fact that they were at three. They were looking for a quarterback. But what quarterback was that going to be? For the past month or so, we heard Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. He's going there. It it seemed like a foregone conclusion, Joe. So – when they took Trey Lance, I kind of felt it, Ted, with in the past couple of um, days, it kind of felt like it was narrowing down. That seemed more of a bad sign for Mac Jones than it did for Trey Lance because I felt like this was going to be the guy that they were going to take. He doesn't have to play, whereas if you take Mac Jones, you get the sense of he could play because he is smart enough. And Jimmy G, you're maybe trying to move on. Now you could keep, keep Jimmy G start him, and then if Trey Lance, whenever he's ready, is ready to go. So let me ask you, Ted, I'm going to go with you because you brought up, this is how you started the show, and I'm glad you brought it up because it was the most interesting take. Did the San Francisco 49ers pick the right guy or take the right guy? The honest answer is we don't know that right now. We don't. We don't know if any of these guys are the right guys. 
we we presume that he will be the right guy because of the team he's going to. He's not going to a team that's the number three pick in the NFL draft. He's going to a team that is a playoff caliber team, Super Bowl caliber team that had a lot of injuries last year. You're going to one of the smartest offensive coordinators. You're going to a GM, an organization that is not afraid to make the moves. Okay, they got electrifying defense. They need some help in the secondary. But you look at they got like five, six running backs, and whoever they sit back there seems to gain ten yards a carry. They got weapons on the outside. They have George Kittle as one of the best tight ends in football. You have a solid offensive line. Listen, he's going to sit there behind Jimmy G. Hopefully Mm -hmm. Jimmy G doesn't get hurt. And you either sit him for a year and let Jimmy G do what he does and get you back to the Super Bowl where he was two years ago. Or you you flip Jimmy G before the trade deadline. And you let Trey Wayne take over at the end of the season. But potentially this kid could be the best player going forward because of the team he goes to, the coach he goes to, and the skills that he provides to that team. So to my honest answer, I don't know. I just think it's a right fit for where he's going to go. I think if he went to like a Carolina or Atlanta or something, maybe he would not pan out in the future as much so as he would with San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan. Joe, I know you've been a big fan of Mac Jones. You've been talking about him since last year when you were talking on – your college, the college football show, and you've been pretty adamant. You've been, this has been your guy. So do you feel like San Fran took the right guy? And if, if not, do you think they should have taken Mac Jones because you've been such a big believer in him? I feel like that was your favorite player coming into this draft. Well, you know, you said before the show, if I had the number one pick, I would have taken Mac Jones and that's (laughs) incorrect. I would have taken Trevor Lawrence because I'm not an idiot, but I probably, I probably with the two pick probably would have taken Mac Jones. If yeah. You're the, okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, listen, he's, he's a really good quarterback and you could say what you want about the skill guys around him. But at the end of the day, there's two things that he does better than most guys in the NFL. His accuracy is off the charts. Okay. And again, you could talk about the talent. Somebody has to, I mean, it, my argument last year, and I love Devonte Smith was I never saw Devonte Smith have to make a catch. Devontae Smith would just sort of, and the ball would be right there over and over again. He never and when Waddle anyone. went down, he did the same thing with, with John Michi. So it didn't matter who he was throwing it to. He mm-hmm. puts the ball where it belongs. He's a smart guy. They're mm-hmm. talking about him checking down second, third, fourth reads. Justin Fields can't get by one. So, you know, when you're talking about a, a smart quarterback and, and, and high IQ, that's what Mac Jones brings. Now, listen. He's not the most um not the most versatile guy and I get it this is the NFL in 2021 and that's that's what you have to be so in in that respect that's baloney the Bama receivers didn't make Mac Jones anybody who says that probably also thinks that uh, the defense won Eli two championships you're just wrong if you didn't watch the games that's what ESPN told you and they didn't tell you that till about week 14 when Mac Jones went from being the obvious Heisman winner to coming in third, which was absurd and nonsensical. Well, the only thing, the though, Joe, best is quarterback hey, in, in all of college football last year, and it wasn't even close. But, Joe, it does help when you have the Heisman Trophy receiver who wasn't even the best receiver to, to start the season. Jalen Waddle was the best receiver, would have won the Blitnikoff if he doesn't get hurt. And then Devontae Smith, because, listen – it does help to have super talent around you, okay? There's a reason why LeBron James created a super team because the scrubs that he was playing with in Cleveland beforehand 
we're not good enough to win a championship. Mac Jones has the benefit of playing with two top 10 receivers, a top 25 running back, and the best offense line. But like you are, Joe, I'm not saying you're wrong, but it does. You got to put the ball in the right position, and you got to make the right decision. It's a combination of 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 the perfect quarterback receiver sure. team. But now, when you get to the NFL, you generally find most of the skill guys are really good. Mm-hmm. So you you will have that sort of talent around My- you. And again, if you're Mac Jones and you go to a team that's got great talent. How so good are you? I let's, listen. Let's, him to the Patriots, yeah. bingo. That's right. I wanted the Patriots to get him. I think what what Belichick can do with this guy. Now again, I want to be clear here. I don't think Mac Jones is going to Canton. I don't think he's going to be the next the next Tom Brady. I think he can do well, what Tom the, did. The, the last time the Patriots did that, they took a guy with the first name, three letters, second, or his last name with five letters, and his name is Tom Brady. <laughs> I think Matt Jones can be has very effective. Body, has same body frame as Tom Brady when Brady got drafted as did well. Did you see the picture? Have you seen the meme picture the with, 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 him, the with him, with Matt Jones with the cigar? And yeah, Brady. Listen, if, if Matt Jones ends up, even if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, but he gets like two Super Bowls, has a uh, 12-year solid career. A solid career, like I said, Joe. doesn't have to be a Hall of Famer. But if he goes back in with 10, 12 years, even if he's not the best quarterback in the draft class, we might have to rethink scouting 101 on what you think a real quarterback should look like. Because if you look at Brady and then you look at Jones, they just look like regular slobs that you pulled off the street. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that comparison. Matt Ryan. Any day of the week, Matt Ryan's one of the the, the, hey, the yeah, that's not, that's not a bad football. That's not a bad comparison. I got you, but, but let's. I mean, you look at Mac Jones. He was one of the most talked about prospects in this entire draft. But the quarterbacks in general, and we all expected that there were, were going to be five quarterbacks. It's just where were they going to go? With the exception of Wilson and Lawrence, it really came down to those three of Jones, Fields, and Lance. I was surprised almost that we didn't see a sixth quarterback, David Mills or Kyle Trask. I, I was surprised at the end of the first round, a team didn't jump back in. They're still available in the second round alongside a plethora of really good talent still. First round talent available. And we'll get into that with best player availables in a brief in a little while. But you look at Wilson going to the Jets. You look at Lawrence going to the Jags. Mac Jones to the Pats. Justin Fields going to the Bears, and more power to the Bears because I really do like this. It's a sense of Fields doesn't have to play, and I'll get to you guys about this question. It's kind of like the Trey Lance situation. You have Nick Foles and you have Andy Dalton. Justin Fields doesn't have to play for a while, and Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy had to make a splash because their rear ends are on the jo- are on the line. They don't, make a, they don't make a splash this year. Guess what? They're going to be in the unemployment line come maybe next year, maybe even sooner. So you look at Justin Fields. I love it personally. I think he's going to flourish there. I know a lot of people don't like to pick. I saw on ESPN, some people love it. And I'm glad that the Bears traded up. I can't believe the Giants traded back and Gettleman did. So let me ask you, Ted, and I'll ask Joe, of the five quarterbacks that got drafted last night, who do you think has the best chance to be successful? Yeah, I started the conversation right at the beginning of the show, Trey Lance, because of the team he's going to. 
listen, Trevor Lawrence has the best potential of any of the quarterbacks. We know that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. obvious. I'm not I'm not stating something that we don't know. I just don't know if the Jaguars organization is going to do right by him. I, I hope so, right? They got weapons, okay? You teamed him up with Travis Etienne. That's a great move, okay? Don't give me this bell cow. They already have a running back. No. How's that work for Christian McCaffrey and Zeke, okay? This is a two-man team. You get a guy who's a weapon. He's a teammate. He can catch the ball. He had more even, though Urban Meyer, even though Urban Meyer came out and said he's a third-down running back. He, it doesn't matter. You put him, James Robinson, on first down, second down. That shouldn't be a year. Trent, it doesn't crazy. matter. He's a weapon. It, it doesn't matter. I like it. They have receivers already with Chanel, who's like built like a running back who plays receiver. Um, DJ Chark on the outside. Listen, let's get an offense line and protect him. I like what the Jets did with Zach Wilson. But here's my thing with Fields, and then I'll tell you why I chose Lance. Going to the Bears is like going to Cleveland. That's where quarterbacks die, Okay. <laughs> No quarterback succeeds in Chicago, and I don't trust the Bears organization to do right by him. I don't. I, I, I just don't see him succeeding. I feel bad for him going to Chicago. That's, I think Trey Lance will have the best opportunity to succeed. Him and Mac Jones, because of the organizations, okay? I don't trust the Jets. It was in the post the other day. It was like 34 quarterbacks in the last 50 years they've had, and none of them have been good. Sorry, Joe Namath was not good. He's got more picks than – interception or than touchdowns. And the only reason why he's in the Hall of Fame is because he won a Super Bowl and he had a big mouth and he wore a fur coat. Other than that, he wasn't that good. He wasn't that good. Joe, you and me have gone through this. He's not that good. Okay, for Phil Simms to not be in the Hall of Fame and you compare him and um, Brian Grease and Joe Namath, Phil Simms are just as good. He's got two Super Bowls. And playing in... Joe Namath wasn't that good. So the Jets have never had a d- done right by quarterbacks. None of kind them have like, been. Kind of like the Bears situation. They haven't had a quarterback. And when everybody says, oh, Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon wasn't Yo, that good. Always, he had, he had yeah, the best yeah. defense ever. They the haven't had a real quarterback ever. since Sid Luckman. Okay. okay. Listen, the 49ers have produced quarterbacks before. Joe Montana, Steve Young. Even Jeff Garcia was a really good quarterback. All right. They produced. I mean, Alex Smith was a really good quarterback until he got benched for um, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick was supposed to be the next big thing until he started taking a knee and the NFL kicked him out. Okay? So, yeah. I mean, the 49ers have done right by their quarterback, and they put in weapons. So I think he has the best chance of succeeding. And I think Mac Jones, because Belichick and that organization will do right by him. But okay. it's still to be predetermined. Okay? Because do you trust Joe and Trevor? Do you trust the Jets and the Bears? To do right by Zach Wilson. And well, so I said, I said it that it's going to be tough. I mean, Lawrence going in as the starter, I mean, he's got the capability of being a, a day one starter, an immediate top 15 quarterback in this league. And then I said Wilson was going to be in tough predicament because he's going to New York. And you know how New York is. If he plays like crap, you see it with the, you see it with the Yankees. You see it with the Mets currently in Lindor. If you have a bad week, they're going to boo the crap out of you. It's just how it is in New York. Plain and simple. So I thought that those two guys were going to have the tougher situations because of the fact that they would be day one starters. Whereas now Mac Jones, Fields, and Trey Lance don't have that opportunity. They can sit unless they win the competition. That's if. I mean, they could. They can come into camp and blow their minds and say, wow, this guy is our day one starter then. But those guys can sit now that you have Cam, you have Jimmy J, and you have um, Nick Foles and Andy Dalton as those starters, right, respective starters currently. So I would say that those three quarterbacks have a great chance to succeed. But if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with my boy Justin Fields. I'm going. I think you're biased because you like Justin Fields. I would say, you know who I would say second? 
I would say Mac Jones because I feel like he could. I think in that Patriot system, I think he could flourish there. It's the- I re- listen. I I've been saying this for weeks. Depending on where you go, if you're in the right situation, it's gonna work out. I think or, it was a match made in heaven with Mac Jones to New England. Yeah, right. The likelihood of it working out is exponentially higher when you pair those guys off. You know, but, you're but, going but, from he, you're going from Nick Saban to Bill Belichick. You know you what I mean? Know, that's that's pretty great. Yeah, you cool. know, yeah. Trev, did you see the stat that that's the uh, they've had the most combo college coach to NFL coach players drafted no, together, meaning. Belichick has drafted the most players from a Nick Saban team more than any coach to coach from college to pros ever. Now, we know they go back a long time from the Cleveland Browns days when Saban was on the staff. I will say this, though. I do agree with Jace Garcia that the Jets taking Vera Tucker and solidifying that offensive line, it's key. And not thinking, hey, we got to get a running back or another weapon. Let's protect him and make sure Zach Wilson is standing and not throwing from his backside. So That's I do agree that the Jets made the right move in getting him. I just don't trust the Jets organization, the Bears organization going forward to do the right now, thing. You hope. I want them all to succeed. I don't want no one to fail. Well, we ultimately know that all five quarterbacks, it just doesn't happen. All five quarterbacks are not going to succeed. It's just how the way the the NFL draft and these quarterbacks get going from transition to the NFL, college to the NFL, it just sometimes doesn't pan out. I don't want to hate on any of them. I'm not going to hate on any of them. They are now NFL quarterbacks. They're in the NFL. But we've seen over time that the success rate for quarterbacks, especially first-round quarterbacks, haven't been good. And since 2009, there's been 34 quarterbacks that have been drafted in the first round. Guess what? 24 of them didn't pan out. 10 of them were good or really good. So the the, the success rate of quarterbacks is one of the lowest. And that's why when you have five quarterbacks, realistically, and you look at when the last time we had five quarterbacks go in the first round, it was the 2000, it was the Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold class, Baker Mayfield class, Baker Mayfield, is starting to look like he's starting to get into his groove with Cleveland. Sam Darnold is on to another team. Josh Allen has emerged as one of the best in the game. Lamar has emerged as one of the best in the game. And Josh Rosen, well, he's went MIA, and we're still looking for him. But that's how it comes down to. Like, it's going to happen. One of these quarterbacks, or maybe more, may not pan out. It's just the way the NFL works. Can I ask you a question before you take over and and run to the next subject or whatever you want to do? Does it speak any volume – about Mac Jones, the player that he didn't get traded up for and that he fell to where he did at 15. Because the reason why I asked that is because, so the talk was he was going three. He was going three, right? He was going, he, he was smart. He makes all the right plays and all the thing. But for the, him to fall all the way to 15, which I think is where he should be really valued at, not three, based on mm-hmm. attributes, no one even traded up for him. So for New England or no one to trade up for him, does that speak any volume, you think, to who people really think he is as an NFL organization and not from the outside perspective of the guy sitting on the couch eating potato chips? Joe, go ahead. He's still a first-round pick. And no, I know, but you know what I mean? So where where he falls in that, look, he, my whole thing is like this, right? I think this is a great saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Some people look at a player, you know, I mean, clearly the Giants looked at Rashawn Slater and they weren't thinking, I mean, Mel Kuyper, when the Chargers picked him, was like, 
Put him in Canton. Get him a jacket. <laughs> Greatest tackle in the history of the sport. And I'm like, whoa, why didn't the Giants? Well, the Giants don't see it that way. Yeah, the Giants are not a playmaker. You know, but right, again, for whatever reason, I mean, the the way these teams are evaluating the talent, you know, you're 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 putting a lot of thought and a lot of effort into this. And then when you're done, you're probably psyching yourself out, right? Mac Jones is is probably the safe choice because you kind of know what he does. But I think you know he's kind of got a limit on what his ability is. That's not to say Mac Jones can't exceed it and become a Hall of Fame quarterback because I think the skill set is there as a as maybe one of the last pocket passers in the NFL as the league kind of moves away from that. We'll see. Maybe he's out of the league in four years. Maybe he's a Rex Grossman. We'll see what happens. So I said, you know? I said this before all this happened, that if there was two teams that were going to draft Mac Jones, it was going to be San Fran or it was going to be the Patriots. I couldn't see any other team like with Denver or Carolina. And we talked about this. Whereas if San Fran took Mac Jones, teams would have been swarming up to go get Trey Lance and Justin Fields. I felt like it, and it just, and it happened last night. The Bears traded up to go get Fields because they fought, they felt once Carolina and Denver were like, okay, shoot, guess what? We're making a trade. Who cares? He's available. You know, I was Mac wondering if the Patriots were going to skip on Mac. But with Mac, Jones, but with Mac Jones, it just felt different. Like, oh, San Fran, they really are interested. Well, if Mac Jones didn't get drafted by San Fran, I didn't see Carolina going crazy. I didn't see uh, the Denver going crazy and saying, let's go, or a team swarming up to go get him. I just felt that. So with the Patriots staying at 15 and not having to move and still get their guy, those are the two teams I really felt that had the most, that had the heaviest interest. And I'm surprised the Patriots didn't go after Fields because they had a lot of interest in him too. But once the beers went up, they were like, okay, we're going to just stay pretty because you know, you know what? Well, the Giants weren't taking. The Eagles weren't going to take them. The Chargers or um. Well, it was, was Minnesota. It was Minnesota. Ultimately traded up. So you knew the Patriots like, well, we don't have to move. So let's just stay pat, and we can still get our quarterback. And that's why I think Mac Jones was either going to go to San Fran or New England in this first round. Whereas Fields, Lance, and um, or Lance and Fields, I should just say, either one of those guys could have went to many other teams. I just didn't feel Mac Jones had that same like. Maybe it's like the Daniel Jones thing, like what everybody says. I don't think people had heavy interest in him other than a few teams. I don't know if that's – maybe if – I don't know if you guys felt differently. I don't know if you thought – I mean, could you have seen anybody else other than the Patriots or the 49ers taking Mac Jones? Well, I'll put it this way. I said, what if Mac, the Bill Belichick doesn't take Mac Jones at 15 and he takes a defensive player or someone? Because this, that would be a Belichick thing. And he goes, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to take the kid. I'm going to take the kid Mills from Stanford in the second round, or I'm going to take one of the, uh, Kellen Mon or Kyle Trask in the second or third round. And you could have seen teams. Because then I was going to say, well, then what happens? Then what would happen with Mac Jones and who was going to get him? Because you looked at the teams afterwards. Was the Steelers going to take a quarterback for the future, even though they had so many more pressing needs? Were the Saints going to come up? Like, who was going to make that move for him, for Mac Jones, if he did happen to fall past 15? So, who? let me ask this question. Most Quarterback most successful in the next five years? There's a chance to be five years. Who do you think is most successful? Yeah, I already asked that. I said, I said Lance. You would say Lance? Oh, I think it's going to probably be Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Can we pick him? I, Can I pick that guy? Oh yeah, oh yeah, all the five quarterbacks, of course. Yeah, all right, good. Yeah, no, I, I do eventually think <laughs> that um, – yeah, I do eventually think that once – because the defense is awful. 
in Jacksonville. And that, that hasn't changed. That's why I'm surprised they didn't go with the second yeah, player. That hasn't changed. And and yeah. trading Trevor, I mean, uh, drafting Lawrence didn't make their defense better. And, and drafting Travis Etienne didn't make their defense better. I'm sure every pick today is going to be some sort of defensive player, uh, I would hope, because... Well, they look, got the first pick. They should. You know no, I feel... I, they're going to take an offensive lineman. They're going you, to you, protect their investment. I, I wouldn't be shocked by that, but they do need to add some defensive players. The, the offense wasn't the problem in Jacksonville last year, believe the it or not. Anybody. They were that dead defense, dude, for game. every game, whether it was my man Mike Lennon or uh, Gardner Minshew, you, you, you beat late in the game, dude. You're going down the field, you score, and that defense gets the ball back, and, and mean, I mean, just boom, game over. You mean the Mike Glennon, the New York Giants backup quarterback now? New, I mean, listen, I know you like to laugh at me about Mike Glennon, but clearly my man Dave Gettleman saw something there, didn't he? Well, Steve, <laughs> Dave, Dave Gettleman looked like Penguin last night for right. the Mike and Batman movie. Did anyone notice that? I go, holy crap, that's a bad look. I go, that looks like bringing Danny DeVito and Mike with Michael Keaton and Batman from 1996. I go, holy cow. I go, look, there was there was look, there was some question. I Danny DeVito, that's a good one. <laughs> Joe, you, you know what I'm talking about when they showed the Giants room. And yeah. the Yo, I'm not gonna Joe Judge with the fresh blue suit. Looking like a champ right there. Looking like the real judge in New York. There's only one judge in New York now, Joe, for me. And it's Joe Judge. Bob, we'll save that for another day. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. Can, definitely, we can definitely talk about that another hey, day. <laughs> speaking of the no, Giants. No, well, yeah. There, look, there's been some, look, there's been some que- – there was some questionable picks about the first round draft later in the first round draft. Some Giant fans would maybe consider this. This was a bit of um, a surprise, to say the least, because we knew the Giants wanted receiver help. And it would look pretty more a foregone conclusion once the Philadelphia Eagles jumped the New York Giants to 10 to take that last remaining receiver that was going in that top 10 range in Devontae Smith, who the Giants really like. You still have Rashawn Slater there. You still had Micah, uh, Micah Parsons available. You still had the edge rushers there. So the Giants do something, and Dave Gettleman does something that he's never done, traded back. I love it. They go to 20. Get another first-round pick next year. They get a fifth-round pick. Maybe they try to trade, move up into the early second round, go pick up somebody now that you have that extra fifth. But the Giants go receiver. Now, this plain and simple meant they wanted receiver from the from the get-go. They wanted either Waddle. They wanted either Smith. They went after the next guy that kind of has the resemblance of those two guys. Not the biggest guys, but breakaway speed, game-changing type athlete. You give him the ball. He's a playmaker. Kadarius Tony. we had him going in this range. I had him, if you have my mock draft. You had 19, Trevor, Washington, or uh, the Bears. You had him right around there. I feel like most people had Kadarius Tony going. That's what I had. I had him going to Washington uh, Wednesday night on John about the G-Man. I thought. That's what most people felt he was going in that range. Or Arizona, another weapon. Let's talk, let's talk about it. The Giants go with a surprise. With Like I said, there was some real great talent still available at 11, but the Giants go receiver. They want to add to, for Daniel Jones. They want to give him, a, like I said, a copious amount of weapons to succeed in this league. So let's ask, Joe, I'll start with you. Are we a fan, or should I say, are you a fan of Big Blue's pick, Kadarius Tony? 
Yeah, like uh, look, it 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 took me a couple hours. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I was so excited that they traded back. The one next year is exciting because again, and I I want to remind people the draft isn't just for this coming season. This is three four years into the future. You got to be thinking with these picks. They're important. Adding a second one next year. I mean, again, if the Giants are good, and even if the Bears are good, a couple of mid round first picks could mm-hmm. do something with that. You could you could package them up and 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 move into the top five if there's someone you really want. If you decide you need to go quarterback next year, and maybe that happens, it's nice to have two number ones. I could package up and maybe get a get that one or two pick from somebody or the three pick or whatever. Absolutely. So it sets the Giants up beyond this season, which is important, but it does address this season because if Dave Gettleman is going to be here next year. If Daniel Jones is going to be here next year, if Evan Ingram is going to be here next year, the Giants have to win football games. Mm-hmm. They got to score. The offense that they have currently correct is god awful. It is the literally the worst scoring offense in football. It was anemic it, last year. If it wasn't for the Jets, the New York Giants would have had the worst offense in football last year. Yes, it was. It was terrible. Uh, and, and, and it's, again, I, I'm sure everybody wants to bulk up with linemen and, and, and edge rushers and all the other things the giants need, but to, to look at that receiving core of Slayton and Shepard, obviously, uh, Galladay, but John you know, and Ross, you're sort of looking at those guys and you're like, they're good, but are they great? <laughs> so to add another weapon to compliment Saquon, I mean, to me, there's no reason why this Giants team won't be able to score some points. And if the defense plays like it did, and there's certainly been some upgrades on the defensive side as well, you got to think that the, the, a lot of those close games the Giants lost last year, no reason to think that that those two-point losses can't be three-point wins. Trev, you want to go? Because I'll have a lot more to say. I, I, my, I already have, I have a lot to say. Go ahead. No, you can go. No, I'm fine. I'll let you go. Okay, so I'm the host of this show. I run this, I run this damn show. So I want. I just want to explain how my mindset worked last night. Okay, so I'm watching the draft fall, right? And I'm like, we never know. We right. never know how your mind so works. Like, okay, Carolina, what are they gonna do? Detroit. I'm like, crap. You took the, you took Sewell. I'm like, all right, Carolina, what are you gonna do? You're gonna take Slater now. I'm like, boom. You took Horn. I'm like, all right, surprise, surprise. I'm like, all right. Denver's not taking an offensive lineman. I'm like, all right, not have to worry about that. They're not going to take a receiver. I'm like, boom. Dallas at 10. I'm like, crap, they're going to take Slater. They need to revamp that offensive line. It would be a move that Dallas would do. They trade back with Philly. I go, son of a B. I know exactly what they're doing. Knew exactly what they were doing, Smith. Oh, yeah. Boom. So then I go, all right, this is perfect. We can get possibly in some people's draft boards the best offensive lineman in this draft class, Rashawn Slater. And if you watched his film last night, all they showed was the highlights against Chase Young. I'm like, well, he never gave up a sack or a pressure against Chase Young. So I'm like, well, we got to go against Chase Young twice a year. That'd be a nice guy to have him. I said, you could team him up like the Jets did and put him at left guard and have Thomas and Slater as your left side of the offensive line. And now we got a solid left side of the offensive line because we want to run the football, right, guys? We want to run the football with Saquon Barkley, right? We're not the Chiefs. We don't want to spread five wide. We want to protect our quarterback, and we got to give him – or we can put him at right tackle and solder sucks, all right? He's got – what's great about him was he's got versatility, right? So I'm like, 
This is perfect. The Giants can get another offensive lineman. Now, I know Jace is going to say during the draft, they went and goes, well, if they take Slater, does this mean that the picks that they took offensive line last year didn't pan out? No, it doesn't mean. We just want to get as many good offensive linemen on our team so that our quarterback stands strong in the pocket. Saquon Barkley has 4.5 yards of rush instead of getting hit three yards in the backfield. And whoever he's throwing the ball to is going to have plenty of time to get open. All right, so then we pass on him. So we trade back. You attend, he's jaded, the Bears. All right, once they trade, my mindset goes, as Joe had said before, they're going to take a D lineman now. They're going to take a D lineman at 20. Perfect fit, could be Pay, could be Phillips, could be Rousseau. Well, we, 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 we didn't know, I know that, but we're not, we didn't know that at the time. Yeah. So we're thinking, all right, we're going to go D lineman right there. When they took Tony, my initial reaction was shock. Now, I'm a Florida fan. I watched him last year. He's electric. He's a playmaker. Get the ball in his hands. You can't touch him. He dominated the senior bowl. There wasn't a cornerback in the league that could in that, that senior bowl that could guard him. Okay. He's going to be a playmaker on the Giants going forward. My only question is how many receivers and running backs can you line up on the field? Because there's five linemen, there's a quarterback. You got Ross, you got Gallaudet, you have Shepard, you have Rudolph, you have Ingram, you have Barkley. I know he can provide special teams help at Palmer any turn, but where is he going to fit? That puts a lot more pressure, as we said before the show, on the offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, and Daniel Jones to use these guys in the right manner. I, I saw he also played a lot in the backfield at Florida, too. So I know you that can much. use him in the backfield. You don't have to use Saquon. But you know, my question is, how many receivers and running backs are you going to put on the field ones? Because you don't play with 12 or 13 guys. You play with 11. I just felt... Listen, I hope it works. I hope it works. I think he's electric. I watched him. He is electric. He's one of the most dynamic players coming out of this draft. He ran in the 4-3-8. He's similar to Devontae Smith, and he can run routes and get open in the slot. So you got Shepard and him in the slot with Slayton. Listen, I'm a Giant fan. I want every player that the Giants take to work and be the next Hall of Famer, okay? I just don't know how it will work because I don't know if Jason Gary is going to use these guys in the right manner. That's my only question, but I love to pick eventually. And I'll finish with this, and I know I've been rambling. The only thing I'll finish off with this is when I look at the draft at 12.05 last night, and I go, there's still a lot of good pass rushers left. There's still some really good linemen left. So I wasn't sure how that pick was going to pan out, but now how I look at the draft now, I go, there's still a lot of very good prospects that the Giants could take early in the second round to fill either that pass rusher or offensive lineman hole that I think the Giants still have. I just want to make sure you're done. Hey, let, no, no, that was about a three-minute spiel. I gave you three minutes on the clock. Good thing this wasn't my show. You'd be still talking. You wouldn't even be breathing. <laughs> Look, you would just I watch just, me talk. From what, from what I'm hearing from you, it's more not about Tony. It's more about Jason Garrett that you're worried about because we saw Jason Garrett last year, and we had at times we were we were losing our freaking mind because Garrett never really opened up the playbook. And that's what I'm getting the vibe from, that we're more nervous about Jason Garrett using all these weapons. Like you said, you got Galladay, you got John Ross, you got Rudolph, Evan Ingram, Barkley, now Tony, Shepard, Slayton, all those weapons. It seems awesome. Like, now the Giants are like, wow, that receiving core is, they got depth. But what does Jason Garrett do? That's what it gets. That's where it gets nervous. I think this kid is a special athlete. You can use him in the backfield. You can use him in the return game. You can use him as a receiver. And in today's game, you need athletes. 
you need guys with breakaway speed. The Giants all of a sudden have a lot of speed coming back now. You get Barkley back, you get Tony, and you got John Ross, who's one of the fastest players in the league. There's going to be a lot of speed on this New York football giant team. Was it a, a surprise? 100%. I didn't think the Giants were going to go receiver, when they, especially when they traded back. And if it was going to be a receiver, I was hoping for maybe a Rashad Bateman because he's got the size and you could team him up with Galladay. He played slot this year and the year before he played on the outside. So he has the versatility. He's a bigger receiver, has less drops. Katerius only does have some injury and drop issues. But, hey, listen, we're going to find out, right? Oh, absolutely. And listen, my only thing is, is he going to use them like an Andy Reid, like a Kyle Shannon, like some of these guys that we look at offense corner and like, wow, why can't Joe, you say it all the time. Why can't we find ways to get guys? Why open? don't we do that? I say it all the time. And so look, I mean, for me, the Giants been old school. Dude, you, you go school. out and get a guy like this and you're both exactly right. If you're going to use them and we're going to mix it up and we're going to run trick plays and we're going to run a little wildcat. Mm-hmm. or whatever, or Kadarius ends up in the backfield and Saquon splits outside. I mean, matchup problems. Do it. Do it. Do some crazy stuff, man. Because, I mean, I to me at this point, especially if you're Dave Gettleman, got nothing to lose. Like, you got to go out there and win some football games. And you're it's giving not, your quarterback a chance. You're right. Listen, it's not enough for him to say, oh, look, we took another step forward. We still didn't win the division. It's not. That's not going to be that. You've got to win a division this year. That's pretty much my feeling, or Dave Gettleman is sunk. And again, if if that happens, then I'm I'm gonna have to assume that again, Daniel Jones doesn't play well. And that's the reason all of this happened. And so they're both gone. Before we go to a quick break, what are we hoping for the Giants in round two? That's available. I'm 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 open offensive line. Uh, but I think pass rushers are more glaring need. I think the Giants – listen, my only thing, Joe, and the reason why I went with Slater, why, and you're like, well, why take another guy, is they were 27th in pass protection last year. That's not too good. I think no. that was what they said last night. And uh, every time we watch Saquon, he's getting hit in the backfield, five yards in the backfield, and they feel like he's got to make – he's got to run a lot harder than he needs to. So that's why I'm like, if you, I mean, Trev, you would have said Slater falling to the Giants at 11, like home run. Yeah, because he can play guard. And, then, and the reason why I question is the same reason why I question the Giants last year taking Andrew Thomas when he was the fourth best tackle by based on rankings and scouts. And then if you graded all the tackles last year, the four tackles, he was the fourth best of the four in the first round. Yeah. So, you know, listen, like you said, if you're a fan of a team, you want every person that gets selected by that player to work out. But we know that's never happens. I, I, I The Tony thing, great. He's a playmaker. Are we yeah. going to use him right? That's and is Daniel Jones going to have enough time in the backfield to make the right decision? I mean, because he's got to be surgical and he's got to be smart and he's got to make the right decision. And he can't be wondering, we're going to throw the ball in double covers when Saquon's in the flat, like, hello, throw me the ball. Because I've seen that before. You know what Let's... I mean? What makes, what makes Mac Jones special at Alabama was he made the right decision every time the right guy got the ball. Now, maybe that's a credit to the personnel around him. Maybe that's a credit to Steve Sarkeesian who putting them in the right personnel too. So, Big year for the Giants. The Giants have to be at least nine and seven this year. No excuses. 
Let's um take a quick. I'm gonna get a show, pulled out a promo right now from Throwing Jabs. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Aaron Rodgers quickly. Where will he be traded? Because it looks like his days in, in Green Bay are numbered. Also, surprises, favorite pick, and then we'll close out the show. So here's a quick little promo from Throwing Jabs. Check it out. gentlemen set your calendars for this saturday may 1st at 10 a.m where throwing jabs goes live as big jace joe aguire and jared jones sit down with special guest connecticut boxing hall of famer iceman john scully You're not going to ask, like, Jace is not going to be like, let's have the dream fight, Jared versus John Scully. We're not going to have like that. Jared, you know how Jace loves his dream matches. Yeah, like, yes, he I does. Like fights. I like it, too. He knocks how, that's awesome. How did you guys get that guy? Go, get, how did you get in contact? Well, interesting enough, Jared uh, knows John pretty well uh, oh, cool. and trained in, in, in John's gym for a long while. And, uh, yeah, so uh, they go way back. <laughs> Yeah, I got to tell you too, Jace Garcia, dude, uh, that promo is phenomenal. I, I I got the I got the gooseies again. You got yeah, the goosies. That's, that's a good really job, man. I nice tell job, you, he's got a good voice for the background. I tell you, yeah, he's, he's got, got a good voice for the yeah. background. <laughs> so, like any boxing fans, any that's a compliment, Jace. I, I mean that in all all respect. So, like that promo just said, if you're a big fan of boxing, check out legendary. Hall of Famer, Connecticut Hall of Famer, John Scully throws or joins throwing jabs. So we'll see how it goes. That's an awesome thing. But let's close out with a couple more things on the draft night. And then no baseball talk this week, guys. I'm sorry, Joe. The Yankees. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing really to talk about. Well, they lost again. And we can't get a bunt down when you need to. I mean, not talk, let's not talk bad. Let's talk good. Let's stay with the NFL because the NFL. Yeah. Jason De- hey, Joe, J- DeGrom, oh, in his wow. three losses, his ERA is 0.9. In his two wins, it's 0.0.0. He is not even close to the best. He is by far the best pitcher in baseball. And Garrett Cole is right behind him at 1A. But DeGrom is... You just, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If I just heard you right, you said by far Jacob DeGrom is the best the pitcher best in baseball, player. but then you came in and said Garrett Cole is 1B. So that's not technically... He said 1A. It wasn't yeah, even 1B. Well, there wasn't, there wasn't even a downgrade. I, I gotta give respect to Garrett Cole. And, and, no, the and two I know best pitchers in baseball, I don't care what anybody says, are both in New York. Damn straight, plain and simple. Get your yeah. facts right. Next, that's what so it Go is. next. Okay, so do your thing, my man. All right, so let, yeah, we'll talk. Joe wants to get in. I, I just want to say one thing. Look, the upside, the one upside no right man. now, there are no massive injuries on this team, and you oh. got to be excited about that. They are starting to hit, so Wait, let's see where we're Yankees? at in a couple weeks. About the Yankees, the guy Aaron yeah. Judge who's had to sit out because he had lower uh, tightness in his body. Like, what does that mean? What does that he's ship he's him down. off to somewhere? Any, you never get any lower tightness down not around a, the not, a, no? not at 27, 30 years old, Joe. He's not 50. Oh, 
time I get a tightness around this area is if I eat too much damn food. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's got a bellyache. Who knows? Yeah, I'll give him a bellyache. He just needs to, right. get, he just needs to rip Quinn some gas. did all right in right field, though. He in just place. needs to rip some gas. Yeah, he just needs to rip some gas. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, let's get. Is. So speaking of ripping and big, making big news yesterday. Well, the former, the current MVP of the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, seems and host like of Jeopardy, and the host, the newest <laughs> host of Jeopardy, and could be a future job, uh, is Aaron Rodgers coming out with major news yesterday that he wants out of Green Bay. Now, this has been brewing for over a year now. Since they made the pick of Jordan Love, you almost knew that this was inevitable because. He actually wasn't informed. He wasn't informed about the Jordan Love pick. So he kind of was just just out of his mind just or just out of nowhere, kind of confused. So you knew that this kind of has been brewing. Now it's finally official. He's, a, he's, he's disgruntled, as he said. He's done with the franchise. He wants to move on. Plain and simple, where is Aaron Rodgers getting traded to? He's like, okay, you guys told me crazy. You guys told me crazy. That I said Aaron Rodgers was going to get traded okay, too. So first you, of guys all, on, you guys thought I was on crack. Okay, so first of all, he's a baby. Okay, this is ridiculous. You're, you're. I wish I'll use the right language. You're 13 and three. Okay, you're 13 and three. You had the best offensive line in football last year in pass protection and run blocking. Okay, you have Aaron Jones who you just resigned. You have the best receiver in football right now, or close to it, in Devontae Adams. You have a really good uh, tight end in Robert Tonye. Okay, you have weapons. And your team was 13 and three. You've been to the NFC Championship game. You know why they lost? Because of you, you idiot. You did not play well enough. You got outplayed by Jimmy G and you got outplayed by the Bucs. You had golden opportunities when your defense intercepted Brady multiple times. And what did you do? Go three and out and three and out. You didn't play well enough. You didn't play up to the big stage of the NFC Championship game. And that's why you're not in the Super Bowl. It's not the Packers' fault. Okay, you can blame the Packers. Oh, they didn't take a receiver. They didn't take this guy. They keep winning games. And you look at the personnel that they continually put on the field. They exceed. Zaire Alexander, top cornerback. David Bacchiera, left tackle, one of the best corners. Aaron Jones out of UTEP, star player. They find weapons and they produce. I mean, what are you complaining about? Where are you going to go that's going to be better than Green Bay? What's the matter? You didn't get the silver spoon and they didn't feed you gold nuggets? Fucking ba- baby, what a baby! Does he want to? Does he want to go to Las Vegas? Yeah, you want to get beat up by Raiders with John Gruden Mayock? They're going to choose someone from St. Mary's in the blind for your team. Listen, I think the team is Denver, where he's probably going to go. Pat sent me a thing last night. Two things. It was from Vegas. Denver's odds of winning the Super Bowl, Trev. You don't need to type it to me, okay? I already know oh, what right you mean. Yeah, because you're a, you're a moron. Not- I'll call you that on live. You're a moron. Okay, whatever. Good, whatever. Idiot. Yeah, say what you want to say. His odds, odds of winning the AFC went from thirty plus thirty four hundred to plus fourteen hundred last night. Let's just let's just remove Ted. I, I'll storm yeah, the show. They don't care, huh? I'll storm the show. You'll storm the show. Stewards like Normandy. <laughs> okay, so the odds of Denver winning the AFC went from thirty four hundred to fourteen hundred. Okay, so somebody knows something in Vegas. The other He's thing getting traded to Denver. So Mark Schuera also had reported that the this was last night before the ninth pick that it was a done deal that Denver was going to trade for Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know where he's going to go. Denver seems like a really good fit considering they have a lot of offensive weapons. They have the two pass rushers with Von Miller and Chubb. They have a pretty good secondary after having Sudan, uh, Sertain and Fuller and Bradley Roby, and they just re-signed Justin Simmons, the safety. So, and 
but it's a competitive division. I don't know where else he would best fit where you're going to go. If he goes to that team, they're a Super Bowl caliber team. That's the thing. Like, where is he going to go that's going to be a Super Bowl caliber? The Saints? I would say, I would say, no, I would say Denver. If that was one of the teams that he was interested in, it would be Denver. They got the playmakers on offense. They have a good coaching staff, and they got a good defense. They got it all that you need and the right ingredients to win. And sign me up for... Mahomes versus Rodgers twice a year and sign me up for Herbert versus Rodgers twice a year if that becomes a done deal. I think Denver is the team that's going to make the move because right now, yeah, they got Bridgewater and they got to, and they got Drew Locke. Drew Locke is done. His days are go, done in, in Denver. And Teddy Bridgewater, Ted, you said it yesterday. His name is in – he's a bridge quarterback. You're not going to rely on Teddy Bridgewater. You're going to have Teddy Bridgewater as a backup because that's sure, what he is. Teddy Bridgewater is a backup quarterback. Drew Locke will go on the trading block, and some team will find a will find a way to just say, "Hey, let me just take him as a backup." So, what did you do with Teddy Bridgewater that you just traded for? You keep him as a backup. He's a backup quarterback. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater can hold the 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 clipboards. <laughs> yeah, very very good at that. He looks good doing it. So, <laughs> I mean, Joe, what do you think? You think Denver is the place to be for Aaron Rodgers, or do you have a team, another team that you would? consider yeah uh you know i mean again i think the fact that denver uh stood pat last night obviously didn't go quarterback tells me that they're working on it and uh you know i i look green bay can say all they want he's not going anywhere but what if he new doesn't report what's that go to the giants new york giants <laughs> Yeah, hey, you know, hey, I mean, you never know. Well, can you imagine? It would never happen because supposedly. You know, what, what, you know what I'm going to say one thing before you say it? Imagine if they just swapped Russell Wilson and uh, Aaron Rodgers. Why would Aaron Rodgers want to go to Seattle? It's miserable there. Well, here's the thing, and no one ever says this, and we're not going to, but I'll say this. What is his new, what is his new fiance want where to go? You got to understand relationships play a big factor in this because Trev, you talk about Russell Wilson three years ago about going to the Giants. You're like, well, Sierra loves New York and Sierra wants this. And if you make a happy wife, you got a happy life, right? So where is that's what, they, that's what they say? Well, ask Joe about that. That's a rumor I heard. No comment. <laughs> Sunday softball, football. You know who I said would be an interesting fit for um, uh, Aaron Rodgers? And I know it sounds crazy because they also traded for a quarterback this offseason. Carolina Panthers. I know it sounds crazy because they got Sam Darnold, but imagine if you could have Aaron Rodgers with what that with, with Matt Rule and and Joe Brady with that offense. DJ Moore. What about the Washington football team? They can send nah, a pass Yeah, let's deal with Aaron Rodgers. Let's deal. With I'm Aaron not Rodgers. saying we want that, but why couldn't that be a? Per they need a quarterback. Who are they going to be? Ryan Fitzpatrick and and some guy who started one game in a playoff. I guess. Taylor Heineke, let's get a Heineke. How do you say that? No, but let's finish off with this. So Aaron Rodgers, we're all. I, I say Denver is the place to be for Aaron Rodgers. It's I agree with Jason now. I bet Giselle said enough of the cold in the Northeast. Let's get a sunny side, Tampa. I can do my investments, and I'm a lot closer to Brazil. People love. Hey, I would say them. also don't underestimate another person who's got a pretty big say in Aaron Rodgers' life, and that's Jake from State Farm. <laughs> Ted, and it's okay to laugh. You don't have to be such a uh, a rock with emotions. Shut up, bro. I don't know who I like less, Jake or Aaron Rodgers at this point. But <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers. Because I'm with you, Teddy. I mean, to be 13 and three and to be bitching about it. I mean, dude, yeah. grow up. Are you serious? You want to go host Jeopardy? Retire and go host Jeopardy.
and you're going to look like the a-hole. Yes. Stick with, stick with your one Super Bowl. Well, they've got a, and they've got a quarterback of the future. So, bye. They got the love, Meister. They got Jordan Love. <laughs> Which I don't even think they're in love with because supposedly he, didn't, he couldn't process plays last year. So, but, so let's, let's finish off with favorite pick of the first round and a head-scratching move of the first round for you. Ted, I'll start with you. What's your favorite pick from round one? Give me your head-scratcher. I mean, I don't really have a favorite. I, 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 like, I, 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 like, I like the Lance move. I understand the Mac Jones move. Um, I, I, I do. I like the Dallas kid again, Parsons. He was the best defensive player coming out of this draft class. He's a freak of an athlete. And and Smith and Vander Esch have liabilities with injuries, mm-hmm. and they just lost Sean Lee. So now, you, listen, where is Dallas going to find a spot? Well, don't find a spot for him. He, he's an electric They just got rid of Alden Smith. Who's going to be able to now chase down Barkley from sideline to sideline? And they needed help on the defense. So I like that move. And they picked up another pick later on the round by trading back with the Eagles. So, I mean, I, I, the head scratching move is the Raiders move. Listen, I understand it fills a void at offense line. He's either going to play right tackle or guard. But there was greater depth in the second or third rounds, and you could have got him later. When you had fill all three levels of your defense at D-line, linebacker, and and secondary. You could have took the kid Jeremiah Oso-Koromoa from Notre Dame, which I'm surprised he's still there. You could have took the kid Zizi Oleare. You could have took Jaden Phillips from Miami. I know he had injury things. Mm-hmm. There were so many other – you could take Trevor Morang, the safety from TCU, who was a Thorpe Award. So there were so many players that you could have taken to help your defense. Your defense is a liability. You took a guy that was rated 47th overall. At 17, I mean, that's a scratchy move because every year you look at the Raiders, like they took Claren Farrell at four, and they're like, but he wasn't even the best player on their D line. You took him at four, like you just you wonder what the Raiders, what they're smoking in Vegas. I, I mean, the Raiders every year. I mean, Damon, Damon Arnett, they took the cornerback. He wasn't even. I, I I just I wonder. Listen, and they took and they. And they took Henry Ruggs last year. That he was the first receiver off the board. They could have taken Judy, or they could have taken Justin Jefferson. You know what, because because he runs a four-two. Can he play football? Yeah. Well, you would you would think that Mike Davis would have learned from his father that speed doesn't necessarily translate to talent. Because you could be fast if you can't catch the ball. You're a sprinter. You like the little giants. Hey, hot hands. You're the best yeah. player on the team. You need to be able to do more than just run really fast. Uh, for me, the the stupid move of the night, uh, definitely Green Bay. Uh, Eric Stokes is certainly a good cornerback, but yeah. your What's quarterback wants out. Oh, you got to do something for him. Are you he really was the best corner on his college team. He wasn't even the best right. corner on his college yeah. team. Oh, I think you look at all the other defensive pieces that are out there, and you're like, what are you guys doing? Uh, and my obvious favorite picks of the night, I love what Chicago did getting up there to 10, grabbing or yeah, 11, grabbing, grabbing Justin Fields yeah. and uh, Mac Jones at 15. I mean, uh, again, I think guy uh, where a guy ends up where he needs to be for ultimate success and a guy I really like. I'm, I'm excited about both of those moves. And and you know what? I, I'll, I said it before. I'll say it again. Justin Fields is probably already the best quarterback in Chicago Bears history without ever having taken the field. That's exciting if you're a Bears fan. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you with the head scratching move. The, the the Packers, once again, you're on my list of head scratching 
dumbass moves because I just don't understand. You have a quarterback that is fed up and wants out, and what do you do? You go with a cornerback that's probably there in the second or third round instead of getting a guy like Elijah Moore. Hmm, I don't know, a big play receiver from Ole Miss. I don't know. Those Ole Miss receivers have been pretty well or doing pretty well recently in the NFL. And what do you do? You can't team him up? No, let's go with a cornerback and make him a little more happier. So Green Bay, again, with the bonehead move of the night, just like last year. So that's two straight years. My favorite move personally of the entire night is the Jets going to get Elijah Vera Tucker. They have so many draft picks that they could have afforded to do this. They got 21 with this year and next year combined. So they're like, screw it. And I love that they just completed their left side of the line. You get Zach Wilson. You have Corey Davis. I'm surprised they were maybe thinking running back. Maybe if they stayed at 23, maybe Najee Harris or ETN. But they go offensive line. You got Beckton. Now you got Tucker. Those are two guys that are going to be there for the next 10 to 12 years. And Zach Wilson's left side will be very much comfortable and he won't have much issues. I love that move. And I love the Justin Fields move. I think Justin Fields is going to be a star. And I think I don't care if it's in Chicago. He's going to be able to sit. He's going to learn from Andy Dalton. And he's going to learn from Nick Foles. I love it. I think, I think, and good for the Bears because they, they got a, a gun to the head right now because realistically, your jobs are on the line and you needed to make a splash and you weren't going to rely on Nick Foles and Andy Dalton to get you the job done because you would have been done. You would have been unemployed. So instead of that, you make a big move, you trade up and you go get the quarterback yeah. of your dreams. And guess what? I like it. I and like I love, that. And I love the teammates thing last night. I love Jamar Chase going to play with Joe Burrow. I love Devontae Smith going to play with Jalen Hurts. I love yeah. Waddle going to play with Tua and then seeing ETN play with Trevor Lawrence. All teammates playing with each other. I love that Najee Harris went to Steelers, even though Steelers need offensive line help desperately. Oh, but I, and I love Slater going to her, uh, to the Chargers. Oh, yeah, that was I mean, that's a steal. I that's mean, a steal right there. Protecting steal. your investment, okay? Yeah. Understanding that you've got the best center in the market in Lindsley from the Packers. You you made some moves in the offseason to get some offensive linemen. Now you get one of the best offensive linemen. Shoring up your offensive line, who was one of the worst last year, is only – Joe – Watch out, Justin Herbert, bro. MVP, bro. I mean, think about how good he was last year with the battle offense line. Now you're going to be able to protect him. And it took 15 weeks for Joe to realize that he was a good quarterback. <laughs> oh, I'm still not there, but I think getting a, uh, I think getting some talent around it will certainly help. But you know, listen, you're right. I mean, here's the difference between some of these teams and other teams is I think when you see where their draft picks are, it, it speaks to what's important to them and how close they think they are to winning. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, San Diego's got plenty of talent. Yeah. Let's protect this guy with the Bengals. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people thought, I, uh, Penny, I can't believe they Penny Sewell would, would go there. I didn't right? think, I can't believe they took chase over Slater. I or Sewell. You, what did I tell you in the draft yesterday? Mock draft. They are taking chase over Sewell. They're going to probably take an offensive line in the second round. They That's felt better. that they can get greater depth and they didn't think there was another guy in this draft class like Jamar chase, which I understand it. And I think Joe Burrow's word of saying, go get me my teammate. Just like Herbert was in the, if you watch chargers pick Herbert was in that draft room. Okay, he came over and shook the GM's hand when they took Slater, but I I heard from reports that he was pushing for them to trade up to get Sewell. So don't tell me that these quarterbacks and guys that know their teammates go get me this player. It wasn't like Chase was a bomb. He was by far the best receiver in this class, yeah. all right? And he's 
I think he's going to be electrifying for the Bengals and Joe Burrow going forward. They can go get – they can sure up their offensive line later in the draft class. they got a left tackle in Jonah Williams. They have a solid center. They signed Riley Reef at right tackle. You can find other offensive linemen. Their offensive line is not that bad where it was like – if it's a dying need, okay, they can find other good offensive linemen. And look at where they're at and look at the linemen that are still available. Telvin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, the kid Mayfield from Michigan, um, uh, the kid, um, uh, oh, my God, Liam Eater, Eater the, the, the tackle from Notre Dame, who's really Eichenberg, good. Eichenberg, yeah. Eichenberg, thank you, sir. Uh, another great player that you could put in and start day one. So, And if you learned anything about Notre Dame offensive linemen, they all seem to succeed and do really well. I mean, you can I go just, back I just, five years, so. My whole thing before I, before we wrap it up is just seeing a picture of Joe Burrow's knee after surgery, and that just says that you should have just got an offensive lineman because this guy has already had an ACL injury. I know Chase is really good, and he's going he's gonna to be a huge playmaker for them, but you want to protect your investment. That's what it comes down to. Trevor, oh, Jason. Jason could have chosen an offensive lineman. They took Odell Beckham. Okay. Jace, Jace commented, protect your, your investment, but not for the first overall pick was coming off injury. Again, it speaks to how much trouble, how, 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 what a bad roster there is in Jacksonville that you have so many holes to plug that. Yeah, sure. You'd love a big offensive tackle to, to protect Lawrence's blind side, but you need so much more right now. Mm-hmm. You you have you have so much to address, and and again, that's the difference between a team like Jacksonville and a team like the Chargers. And why, yeah, Teddy, I mean, you know, the the Chargers are definitely poised, coming off a pretty good seven and nine year. Herbert with a year under his belt, Slater protecting him with a ton of talent, and they got a new coach. And that's why, if I'm Jacksonville, I take it off. It's alignment because I know yeah. your defense is going to be bad, but you're going to be bad next year. Who cares? You're going to be a top ten pick. Protect Trevor Lawrence. Going forward, don't let his first season get so bad and so beat up that it ruins him for the rest of his career. Protect him, and then you can always go like Carolina did all defense next year. Do you I remember also- David Carr and how yeah. bad that was? Yeah, he got sacked times his rookie year. It's Dude, an NFL he was never player. the same player. No, nope. yeah, I mean, it, it ruined a really talented quarterback's career. Look at Andrew Luck. Hence why he's not playing right now because the offensive line was garbage. So I, I also like I also quickly like what Baltimore did. Getting a receiver like Bateman at 27, staying there, and then taking Jason Owe, um, the defensive end out of Penn State linebacker. I think that's a great move. Once again, Baltimore making moves like every year. They just they continue to just finesse the draft. He's a freak of an athlete. 6'5", 260, and runs a 4'39 as a DM. Listen, you put him yeah. in space and you let him rush – the pass and they needed they needed help. They lost Judon in free agency to the Pats. So that's another and, and they lost in Gakway. And the Gakway. So yes, I love what Baltimore did again, but round one is complete. All of the rumors, all that stuff. Well, there was a lot of surprises last night. There was a lot of fun last night. I'm glad to see that fans were back. It was an enjoyable night. Big Blue gets their newest shiny toy again on offense. Let's see what they do. I'm hoping for offensive line or D line. See what happens. There's still a great great deal of great talent still left in this draft so i cannot wait until round two for tonight round two and three of tonight and then four and seven or tomorrow it starts tonight at seven o'clock i know what i'll be doing tonight i'll be watching round two and three i have no life all i watch is <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen 
we are hold on i gotta get the music i gotta get to the point and we're there okay so ladies and gentlemen clover crest media presents keys to the city we're streaming on all social media platforms so subscribe comment share and like everybody have a great weekend we'll be back next week we are out yeah keys to the city baby when you see us so you know you really viewing greatness in the making Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.